my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Happy Full House Friday, everybody. Well, today I have a special birthday-themed episode for Mr. John Stamos, who is celebrating his birthday August 19th. The, pic the episode I picked for him is from Full House Season 7, Episode 8, entitled Another Opening, Another No-Show. And it's funny when I would try to recall this episode in podcast early. I'm going to do this episode. It's uh, another no show and I always forget like the first two words of the title. So in this episode, the Smash Club is about to open, but everything that can go wrong does. Joey books the wrong band. Kimmy gives her waitress uniform a quote unquote creative touch and no one can find the owner, Jesse. This episode has got a 6.8 out of 10 out of 213 ratings on IMDb. We have some guest stars. We got Edie, Elena, and Millie. They're triplets. Their last name is Del Rubio. They're played by... Oh, they're playing... So Edie is playing Esther. Elena is playing Martha. And Renee is playing, uh, playing Millie. Okay. Oh no! R.I.P. Oh my goodness, her birthday's the day before mine. She's more. They, oh well, I guess since they're triplets, all their birthdays would be the same. Oh my goodness. Okay, so R.I.P. first, of course, for Edie Del Rubio. She passed away December 16th, 1996, at the age of 75. And Elena passed away March 19th at age 79, March 19th, 2001. Let's see, 96. And the last one passed away in 2011. This is Millie. At age 89. Oh, Millie plays Renee, Elena plays Martha, and Edie plays Esther. Okay. We also have Ben Stein as Elliot Warner. He is a food critic or a restaurant critic. Oh, boy. Of all the nights for this guy to show up, you got to show up on the night that the uh, the owner of the club is missing in action. He's MIA. This episode was directed by Joel Zwick. Writers Jeff Franklin, the creator, Tom Burkhart, the writer, Elias Davis, Stuart. Okay, cool. We have another Elias here before the Elias we know and love, who plays Max Fuller on Fuller House. All right, we do have a review. It's, of course, by Taylor Kingston. Here it is. The <laughs> Gives it a 5 out of 10. The one where the Smash Club opens. Warning spoilers. Taylor Kingston, October 6, 2015. I don't have a lot to say about this episode. It's okay. It's half and half. I can honestly take it or I could leave it. I do watch it, 
but mainly when I'm doing something else, such as reviewing. I do a lot when I'm reviewing. I'm currently watching an old episode of Law & Order SVU, but I'm getting off topic. This is one of my most disliked episodes, even though it's not a bad episode. In this episode, the Smash Club is having its opening night, and nothing seems to be going as planned. Joey accidentally books the wrong band. Kimmy makes her waitress uniform a little over the top. It's honestly not that bad from what I remember. Over the top creatively. The espresso machine isn't working well and Jesse is nowhere to be seen. He's actually locked in a closet. No, he's locked in a storage room. Basically a stock room. Overall, I give this episode a 5 out of 10, which in my ratings book is, mm, it's okay. And honestly, I mean, I would agree. I mean, I, I do like the episode. It's not a great episode. I mean, it's nowhere in the realm of the uh, little series I'm going to do of the not so great of season 8, which includes DJ's Choice and um, what was the other one? There's an, um, I think Air Jesse was another one I just was not a fan of. And then there's one other one, too, that I just, let me go to my uh, notes here. The not-so-great of season eight. Uh, up on the Roof. That was another one I was just like, not Not a big fan of. But, you know, to each their own, to each their own. Trivia! The title is a song from the musical Kiss Me Kate. Alright. The original Broadway production opened at the New Century Theater on December 30th, 1948, ran for 1,077 performances, and won the 1954 Tony Awards for the Best Musical Book and Score. When Joey books the musical group R.E.M. at the Smash Club, he mistakes... them for the 1980s to 2000s band who sings Losing My Religion, but the name represents the initials of the singers Renee, Esther, and Martha. This is similar to how the musical group TLC used their name to represent the initials of the singer T-Boz? T-Boys? T-Boz? Left Eye and Chili? Um, I didn't really, I didn't listen to TLC in the 90s when I was a teenager. That just wasn't my thing. Just wasn't my thing. When the students come in and begin chanting R.E.M.'s name, it cuts to a close-up of, of Joey and Steve and two students standing behind them who are chanting out of sync. None of the girls from R.E.M. are playing their, their guitars. Continuity. The, play, the piece of Play-Doh Jesse pulls out of the calculator changes shape between... Slightly between shots. I'll have to check that out. The Play-Doh is apparently what caused the calculator to give wrong numbers, but putting Play-Doh in a calculator would simply cause the calculator to stop working and try to... Well, they're not wrong there. I'll tell you that right now. So, we also have the DVD. I have been getting back to reading the DVD case summary. Where did I put it? Here it is. I found it. Okay. Okay, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Boom. Opening night at the Smash Club may be closing night. <laughs> Everything that can go wrong does. I'm going to say this is a nay as far as, for, as summaries go. 
There have been some that have been good, some that have been downright creative, and some that are just like, why? Why? Go back and rewrite it. Re write something creative. Come on. So before you, of course, get into this episode, I want to let you Tanner newbies, a.k.a. new podcast listeners who are jumping aboard the Tanner train, a.k.a. the podcast, for the first time, I want to say welcome. Sorry about that. And I want to let you know where you can find the podcast to listen to. iTunes and SoundCloud, either apps, you can find the podcast. Just search Full House or Fuller House Podcast. The Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupas Podcast will pop up. Excuse me. Did I, I don't think I said at the beginning of the episode what I didn't. Let me start. Okay. Happy Full House Friday, everybody. This is Angela Bowen, the host of Oh My Lanto. Holy Jalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. If I didn't already say that before, I'm saying it now and I apologize. So, also this podcast does have an email address. If you want to send an email right into the podcast, be heard on the podcast, let your voice be heard. Talk about all your Full House, Fuller House love, childhood memories, favorite characters, favorite storylines, all of that fun stuff. The email address, which I also include in the episode description on SoundCloud, is omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. Quinny, is that you over there? My cat likes to hang out while I'm podcasting. Also, Facebook page. Just go to Facebook, type in Full House or Fuller House Podcast. The Again, the podcast will pop up. Like it, follow it, that way you'll know what episodes I'm doing when. Because I don't go in order of air date. I don't go episode by episode, season by season. I do themes. Currently, because it's August, I just wrapped up with the Sisters double feature. And before that, in July, I did the Almost Breakup double feature. In September, I'll be covering the Back to School Part 2 double feature with... Working Girl and Stephanie Gets Framed. And then in October, oh, I will also be covering an episode for Dave Coulier's birthday, Nice Guys Finish First. Yes, October, just like I did in January with Jesse and the Girls, October is going to be the series Joey and the Girls, which will have Season 3's Mr. Egghead, Season 5's Easy Rider, so Easy Rider, Joey and Michelle, Mr. Egghead, Joey and Stephanie, and Day of the Rhino, also a Joey and Michelle episode. The Joey and DJ episode that I did do was Joey Gets Tough. I believe I might have covered that either for Candace Cameron's birthday, well, or more than likely Dave Coulier's birthday back in 2019 when I started the podcast. So yeah, I am going to be releasing a mini episode that does give the fall 2022 schedule of the podcast of episodes I'll be doing as well as the entirety of 2023 for the full house portion of the podcast which I will be finishing up at the end of 2023 that will wrap up that portion and I will be continuing to cover episodes of fuller house that I hadn't that I might not have gotten to in 2022 and 2023.
And then the podcast will be wrapping up both shows sometime in 2024. And then as far as that goes, I could be doing some Full House Stephanie books. I could be doing compilation podcast episodes of favorite Jesse moments, favorite Joey moments, you know, little mini character episodes and fun stuff like that. And this actually doing themes is what sets my podcast apart from other Full House and Fuller House podcasts out there. There's one other podcast that does do themes and that is The House Must Be Full. Unfortunately, they are not a clean podcast, as in they're not a podcast for ears of all ages like mine is. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, we have different types of podcasts for, you know, adults and those that everyone can listen to. I wanted to be one of those podcasts where you could listen to it with your children or your kids can listen to it and you don't have to worry about me dropping, you know, F-bombs, H-bombs, S-bombs, or any any inappropriateness whatsoever. I just, I grew up watching the show, and I just, I love it so much, even to this day. And I just want to share my love of the show and my memories with all of you. And as I said, if you want to be heard on the podcast, you can also message the podcast on Facebook. Talk about your favorite memories, or even if you have ideas of where you could have seen the characters going if we had gotten a season nine of Full House or even a season six of Fuller House. I mean, there's a good block of time from 1995 to 2015 of Full House where we don't really know too much about that time. We, we never heard about Stephanie entering high school, Michelle entering junior high, and, and basically Nikki and Alex going through elementary school and junior high and whatnot. I just, I, I bet that I'm sure there's plenty of fan fiction out there about that kind of stuff. So, but if you guys have some fun creative ideas, I would love to hear about them and share them with, uh, you know, myself and other listeners. So definitely write in or message the podcast. Also, it does have a Instagram, which is OMHC. Full House, Fuller House pod or podcast. So without further ado, let's jump into another opening, another no show and say a very happy, happy birthday to Mr. John Stamos, Jesse Katsopoulos from Full House and Fuller House. Happy birthday. All right, of course, before we get into this episode, we have this adorable cold open with Jesse in the living room on the couch. Nikki and Alex, toddlers at this point, are treating Jesse like he's a jungle, a jungle gym, a piece of playground equipment, climbing all over him. It's like, boys, boys, look, the Smash Club opens tonight. I'm trying to do some last minute accounting. Honestly, this should have been done beforehand because he should really, the only thing you really should have to worry about on the night that the club opens is worrying about the, the night that the club opens. Like getting there during the day, making sure everything is ready to go and all that good stuff. They are one of them, the one in the blue, green and yellow shirt is literally yanking on Jesse's hair. He's like, I need some time alone here. Go sit over here in this chair together. And you know, if she sets them down, they're going to race back over to the couch. 
You thought we were done pulling on your hair and yanking on your shirt? Oh, no, no, no. We're going to keep doing it. So you don't work at all. You'll get nothing done. He puts him over by the table and says, here's your dough. Hence the name Play-Doh. Now play with it. Michelle comes over and says, oh, Uncle Jesse, are you still working? He's like, yes. Because she sits down on the couch next to him. He's like, you know, you need a cookie break. And Jesse's so preoccupied with what he's doing in his attic machine. He's like, Michelle, I'm a little too old for a cookie break. Jesse, I tell you right now, nobody's ever too old for a cookie break. Nobody. And besides, I polished off the last bit of Oreos around midnight. Michelle asks, why didn't you wake me? You know, I would have gladly joined in a midnight cookie binge. And he's like, Michelle, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm so busy. I never honestly realized how expensive it is to own your own club. And this is before opening night. <laughs> he's probably thinking, well, we better make back all the money we spent opening this place up. Otherwise, it ain't going to make it. Yeah, he says, I never knew how expensive it would be owning a club. And he's like, look how expensive this is, Michelle. He runs some numbers, hits the equal button. It's like, see, $1.98, which, that's not right. <laughs> Michelle's like, her eyes are so wide. Like, wow, I could open a club with my tooth fairy money. Oh, my gosh. So Danny, like, gives her less than $2. <laughs> yeah, he says, wait a minute. No, something's gone awry with this calculator. And looks like, yeah, there's Play-Doh in it. He takes the Play-Doh out. And it's just an oblong piece that's just in where you would put the printer paper, the, you know, paper. I'm sure if you take that out, that it's, and put the cover back over the receipt paper and start working with it, unless the Play-Doh is, like, underneath the buttons and everything, but, hmm, I'm sure it's fine. And he's like, what about it, gentlemen? How did this Play-Doh get my calculator? He's holding up his evidence. And both the boys are just looking at him like, beats me. They shake their heads. Don't know. And he kind of smiles. He's like, how can I stand? How can I be mad at these little goobs? They're so, they're too cute. And that's the cold open. It's, it's adorable. No one could come and take the boys off your hands. Play with it. Hence the name Play-Doh. There you go. Still working, Uncle Jesse? Yes. You need a cookie break. See, I'm too old for a cookie break. Besides, I polished off the last bit of Oreos around midnight. Why didn't you wake me? Sorry, kid. I'm so busy. I, you know, I never realized how expensive it is to own your own club. Oh, check out, check out this grand total. Look at this. See that? Look at that. One dollar and ninety-eight cents. Wow, I can open a club with my tooth fairy money. Something has gone awry here. What about it, gentlemen? Hmm? How did this Play-Doh get inside my calculator? So yeah, this episode actually comes right off the heels of High Anxiety, where Michelle 
Neil's got two missing teeth. And I still kind of wonder, did both Olsen twins both lose their teeth, their two front teeth at the same time? Or is one, like, trying to cover their, the top front of their teeth to make it look like they're missing their teeth when they're not? This one here, whichever Olsen twin this is, yes, she's missing both her front teeth. Wow, we come out of the intro and he is still at that adding machine calculator on the coffee table with just sheets of paper spread all around it on the coffee table. Okay, Danny, you need to stop drinking coffee right now because he is so wound up. He is going to, if he jumped off the roof of the house, he would literally bounce off the grass and land back on the roof. He is that wired. He's like, hey, 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 guess what? I finally came up with some amazing brew for the opening of the Smash Club. That should have been, like, done a while ago. You don't wait till the day of to, like, I've just finally perfected it. Like, he's a coffee connoisseur creating his own blends. I don't drink coffee. Well, I mean, I have the occasional caramel frappe at um, my job because they have a little Starbucks there. Small menu, of course, but um, I'm not a coffee kind of sewer like Danny. <laughs> Danny hands Jesse the bill for the coffee beans, and you can see Danny's hand is like shaking, vibrating. It's just like, he is, oh my gosh, that makes me think of the time I, I worked third shift. The first night I did work third shift at Kmart. It was Black Friday. It was, a, no, it was the night before. It was, so it was Thanksgiving night. I never worked third shift from like 11 to 7. I didn't know how I was going to do it. I'm like, okay, here's some caffeine pills. <laughs> yeah, I know it's a real saved by the bell moment here. So I took two of them, which each pill is equal to two cups of coffee. And like, and I think it was like two hours into it, my hand was doing this on the table. And then my foot started jiggling. And then I was like, uh, you might, are you okay? Do you need to go home? But gosh, I think, no, I swear by that time, I swear it was like, I was like maybe four hours into the, into the shift. I mean, I took those two pills at the same time. So when they say each pill is equal, so it was like I had four cups of coffee. Oh my gosh, that was, I, I said never again. I threw those caffeine pills in the trash when I got home. So Danny had been trying different coffees just to try to get... Decide which flavors are going on the coffee menu because they're going to have an espresso machine there. They're not, <laughs> oh my gosh. And Jesse is putting, now he's going to put stress because he's most likely stressed out. He's going to put this stress onto Danny saying, look, I need you to be calm, cool, and collected. Everything about tonight, the opening, has to go well if this club is going to, this night's going to make or break the club is basically what I'm telling you, Danny. And <laughs> Danny's, because Jesse grabs Danny's hands, and then his knee starts shaking because it's on the coffee table. And Jesse's like putting <laughs> his leg over Danny's leg to try to keep his leg still. And then Danny's head's like, no, no, you can't keep your head still, Danny. And Joey comes in and is like, what am I walking in on here? Click like clockwork, Jesse says. Everything's got to click like clockwork.
Danny is exhausting me right now just watching him. <laughs> Definitely is the entertaining. I mean, it's all entertaining, hands down. But Danny, with this coffee buzz he's got going on that's lasting like over 24 hours. Yeah. Joey comes out and he's like, what did I tell you guys about dancing without me? Oh, Joey. You goofy guy. Joey's mullet is starting to grow back already, and it's just the beginning of season seven, because we know he's got a full lion's mane come season eight. I think, honestly, season eight is, like, the longest that he's had his hair. Like, I don't think any other season he's had it, because it's not just, like, mullety long. It's, like, outward, like, over the ears, just, like, like lion's mane, basically. He's got a Mufasa lion's mane going on. But honestly, I, I'd had to say more of a scar lion's mane because it's like all over the place, whereas Mufasa's lion's mane was like nice, smooth, you know, padded, smooth. It's like Simba's. So yeah, definitely scar lion's mane, hair all over the place, Joey Gladstone season eight. And then Joey comes in, he's got great news. He booked a band for tonight and you're going to be thanking me. R.E.M. I got you, R.E.M. R.E.M. was saying the song, well, Losing My Religion, but the one that I know, Everybody Hurts, that song. To me, I mean, that is one of their big songs. And it's a sad, depressing song. Oh, my goodness. You listen to the lyrics to the song itself, it is, it is heart-wrenching and sad. The music video alone is heart-wrenching and sad just watching it. I have been tasting coffee all day, and I think I have come up with the perfect brew for the Smash Club opening, okay? Oh, here's the bill for the coffee booth. <laughs> Can't go in this coffee case. It's got your little wire. Now, listen. I got everything riding on the club tonight, okay? So I need you to be calm, cool, and collected. Everything's got to click like clockwork, got it? Clicking like clockwork. Clickety-clack, clickety-clack, calm, cool, collected, clickety-clack, down the track. Pardon me, boy. Is that the Chattanooga choo-choo? <laughs> Can you give me a shot? Hey! Calm, calm. Yeah, it's calm, Danny. Okay. Feeling better now? Yeah. Good. Your head is starting to go. Let me see. Sorry. What did I tell you guys about dancing without me? First, he doesn't tell Jesse and Danny who he booked. He says, you will not believe the band I booked for tonight. And Jesse's like, no, wait a minute. What are you talking about, Joey? We booked the Brass Weasels three weeks ago. And Joey is just so, like, thrilled as he says, oh, forget, forget about the Brass Weasels, all right? Look, I got R.E.M. They're under the same management as the Brass Weasels? Really? Joey, go, oh, Joey. Come on. Are you hearing yourself right now? Yeah. And his back to just his body is just like jiggling like crazy. Like, you got REM? <laughs> yeah, Jesse cannot, just he just cannot wrap his, his brain around this. Like, you got REM? And Joey's like, yeah, REM's gonna play at the Smash. Like, yeah, REM's gonna play at the Smash Club. And Joey says, yeah, I mean, they played there three years ago. Really? Three years ago, R.E.M. played at the Smash Club. 
The place that was closed down not too long ago. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that's a major hot no. <laughs> that never happened. And, well, wait a minute. If he talked, so did he talk to the manager of this REM? He didn't actually speak to REM specifically. Apparently, yeah, they played there three years ago and they thought it'd be a kick to come back and play again. Yeah, I don't think that's the same R.E.M. man. I really don't think so. Jesse doesn't bother to even really question this anymore. He's like, oh my gosh, Joey, my man, R.E.M., thank you so much. This is going to be so great. And Joey gets a whiff of Jesse's hair. He's like, gee, your hair smells like melon. What are you using? And Jesse said, oh, it's this new stuff. It's called, gee, your hair smells like melon. What kind of melon? Watermelon, cantaloupe, ki- is kiwi a melon? Kiwi's a melon, right? Oh my god, before we got out of this scene, Danny leans over Jesse's hair and just takes a big old whiff. Like, and Jesse's kind of looking at Danny like, Danny, don't, don't do that ever again, please. Hey guys, I got great news. <laughs> you will not believe the band I booked for the night. What are you talking about? We booked the Brass Weasels three weeks ago. Forget about the Brass Weasels. I got R.E.M. They're under the same management. You got R.E.M.? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to play at the Smash Club? Well, yeah. They played there years ago, and they thought it'd be a kick to come back and play again. Joey, my man, R.E.M. Thank you. Gee, your hair smells like melon. What are you using? Oh, it's just new stuff. It's called that. Gee, your hair smells like melon. So it's just before they open the club. Jesse's got the family down there. Lights are off. He wants everyone to close their eyes so he can do the big reveal once he turns all the lights on. Because I'm sure he's pretty much been keeping everyone away until everything is completely done. No sense in showing someone a half-finished project until it's completely done. So they can see the full effect. And he turns the lights on. This place is phenomenal. I love it. The the cozy retro looking booths, the tables, the <laughs> it's just it's wild. And I like the little spinning chairs up at the at the bar. And there's also a you cut like around like a long booth you know for if when you have like six or eight people <laughs> but it's just it's it's cool it's a very colorful it's it's, it's neon lighting shapes and stuff it you know honestly you want to know what this reminds me of peewee's playhouse <laughs> it kind of does a little bit with the colors and the the shapes and all that fun stuff audience someone's like woo like they really like it oh the floor is colorful too it's definitely a lot of like um kind of tealish but a little more like bluish greenish and it's just and red of course my favorite color red got some yellow in there and it's just it's beautiful it's also a payphone in the background there's a road sign up on the wall I, I bet anything, I mean, whoever did the set design, I bet they had some fun with this. I really think they did. Right, Quinny? You got it, baby. 
So Michelle is like, oh my gosh, Uncle Jesse, I love it. It is so cool. He's like, yeah, it is. Hey, check this out. You want to see cool? The disco ball comes down from the ceiling. That is so cool. We also see some signs. Let's see. There's one that says Last Chance Garage. That is, a, you know, they're all circular. Last Chance Garage has, like, green with orange in the middle. Approved service is blue with red in the middle and then you got roar gilmore there's something dixie i can't see the other one there's also hubcaps hub, hubcaps on the wall too so it's really cool but so basically yeah we have danny becky stephanie michelle there because i know that dj and kimmy are going to be waitresses so they're probably getting ready in the back joey's dealing with you know the band rem Steve, we'll find out, has brought from college a bunch of, I thought he said either Sweden, Swedish, or German foreign exchange students, and they only know about REM, because they only chant REM, REM, yeah. Danny, oh my god, he has got a thermos of coffee. You don't need to mainline any more coffee, Danny, you have had enough, like more than what is appropriate for enough coffee in a 24-hour time period. And Jesse refers to this look of, it's kind of a 90s look back in the 70s thing. Yeah, it, it just seems like, yeah, definitely, we're always, like, looking back, like, in the 2000s, we were looking back, and especially now, we are still, like, with Stranger Things, it's all, like, we are knee-deep in the and the 80s nostalgia, 90s as well. I honestly don't know so much as far as when it comes to nostalgia of the early aughts, like, the early 2000s, like, eh, not so much. But definitely, 80s and 90s throwbacks are just all over the place and I love it because I grew up I was born in 82 spent some of my childhood in the late 80s and the rest of my childhood and teenage years in the 90s basically I was towing the line of two different de two decades Michelle's gonna get the worst hey, outfit. They have to wear. Wanna see cool? Check this out for cool. Huh? Oh. It's kind of a '90s look back at a '70s thing, you know, kind of hang. <laughs> the problem is it's so hard to fix your hair. You gotta keep. So, Stephanie, Michelle, being kids, they see an empty stage with a microphone and drums and they're like oh since no one's up there the place is empty let's go up and play with it. like that stuff is clearly set up for a band that's going to come to play and it's opening night i would not be fussing with that at all no matter how curious my mind and my hands are like no 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 no
Then Jesse, because he is so stressed and wants this night to go so well, he is really coming after everybody with, uh, don't touch that, don't do that, why are you dressing like that, I told you not to do that, just wear the standard uniform, you know, he's really just jumping at people. Both, when Stephanie, like, moves the, the microphone head, and it makes that, that, that feedback, <laughs> both of them jump away like they just got an electric shock from it. And Jesse's like, girls, 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 please. It's, it's very expensive equipment. Do not touch the microphone. And Michelle <laughs> talks into the microphone. We're not, as <laughs> you get this uh, echo. So just out of the shot in the background, we do see DJ dressed in her, it looks like it's a beret or something of that regard with a black vest. And it looks like clearly it's got to be Candace out of character probably talking to Andrea in the back or somebody that's not in the shot, but it's back in the background right before we cut over to Danny with the espresso machine. But she's clearly talking to somebody that's in the a room that we can't see. So could be Andrea Barber who plays Kimmy Gibbler, could be wardrobe, could be somebody. We don't know. So Danny is, he got the most complicated looking espresso, I don't even know what that is because if that's an espresso machine, it looks like something from the 1800s because that is some crazy, crazy, 1800s type of espresso machine I've never seen in my life. Even though I'm not around many espresso machines, they wouldn't look like uh, domes with dented metal fronts on them. And Danny's like, this isn't working. And Jesse's like, Danny, Danny, what are you doing? Don't break my espresso machine. And Danny is like play, moving the lever up and down like, I'm playing the slot machine. This coffee machine is not working. Oh my, Jesse! He says it's not a coffee machine. It's from Italy. Its name is Signor Cappuccino. From it, oh my gosh, what kind of budget does he have? You bought this from Italy? Why? This is ridiculous. You could have spent that money on a simple coffee machine and used that extra money towards something else. Anything else. Signore Cappuccino. And he's like, look, it was working fine yesterday. Read the instructions. And apparently the instructions are in Italian. There's no English options for these. So Danny brought a big thermos of coffee from home. Like, if anyone's thirsty, I've got some right here. Anyone want coffee? Anybody? Anybody? Offering some to his, like, 7-year-old and 12-year-old daughter. So, 
DJ and Kimmy come out. Check it out. The new waitresses are here. DJ's hair is so long. It's so crazy. She's went. It's like a beret, but backwards or something. And I gotta say, even though, yes, you are supposed to have a standard black vest with a white button-down shirt, and Kimmy has doctored hers up with bright neon you know, hearts and stars and squares and circles and stuff like that. I like it, but again, you're not probably supposed to deviate from the bla the basic standard uniform. And DJ said, gosh, I hope these pockets are big enough to hold all our tips. Two waitresses on opening night. Are you, oh my God. This is opening night for a club. And you have only two waitresses? Two? You girls are going to be, they are going to be so slammed. They're not going to be able to even. Ugh. Maybe they need to take a couple sips from Danny's coffee thermos because uh, they're going to need it. <laughs> oh, boy. And Jesse right away zeroes in on what Kimmy did to her uniform. Kimmy, what the heck did you do to your uniform? She says, I'm just trying to wear something to express my personality. It's like, sweetie, that's great. You can do that on your off hours when you're not representing the image of a company. Yeah, I wear the standard uniform for my job, but you don't see me, like, putting, like, uh, you know, pins and drawn with neon paint or... It, it, it basically, yeah, it, it looks like not so much neon paint, but, like, neon glue or something and the the set designer or not set i'm sure wardrobe whoever did kimmy's wardrobe and stuff like that it's just like or maybe andrea got to decorate it herself who knows we don't know maybe she's got a hidden talent for art and and flair and everything and we all know this is season seven we know kimmy with the kooky colors and the crazy outfits she wants to extend that Part of her personality out for you know the guests you know like hey this is me i'm flashy i'm just outgoing and i just yeah and jesse says yeah well it makes me want to express my lunch i'm like jesse i get it you're stressed out yes she's not wearing her standard uniform like you expected her to but you didn't have to say that. I know that they tease Kimmy over the years and everything, and it pretty much seems to just roll off her back, and she just goes with it. We don't know what happens. But she could, you know, for all we know, she goes home at night and cries, like, my family neglects me. I go over to the Tanners, and DJ's nice to me. But I just, oh, she, I feel for her sometimes. I really honestly do. I mean, yeah, she she gives sometimes as good as she gets back, but I mean, it's the back and forth. But this was like, Jesse, you didn't have to say that. You could have said, "Look, until you get a standard, you know, another vest, you're not going to be able to work tonight, or I can get you another vest to wear, but you are not going to wear that." Oh, look at as soon as he says that. Kimmy looks like she is near tears. Just her, and even DJ's just like, geez, Uncle Jesse. And then he's, dad, insult to injury, he's like, take that clown outfit off and you get to work. 
Oh, he's being Mr. Bossy Pants, even though he is the boss, technically, of that club. But it's like, you're being harsh, I get your stress, but come on, level, tone it down a bit. You're going to have your, even Becky is kind of like arms folded looking at Jesse like, Jess, what is your deal? You know, you have your whole family there helping you. Basically, two waitresses who are probably working for below minimum wage, if not just being paid under the table. So all I'm saying is maybe dial it down a little bit with the gruffness. <laughs> Stephanie on the microphone with the commentary. Ouch. It's hard to feel good about life after that. <laughs> I love how Michelle's on the drums. <laughs> Doing the little thing with the, the drum and then the little cymbal. And Jesse goes over to yell at Stephanie. Stephanie, what did I tell you about the sound equipment? And Stephanie turns on Michelle and is like, Michelle, this is not a toy. And Michelle says, hey, don't blame me. I'm just playing with the drums. Kids, you've been told, get away. Get off the stage. Yeah, and Becky does her best to kind of de-escalate this. Jesse's mood is so far south. It's not even, <laughs> it's not even on planet Earth anymore. So like, Jess, Jess, come here, come here, come here. Oh, she says, Honey, look, sometimes when I'm under a lot of pressure, I sit in my car with the windows rolled up and I let out one good scream. <laughs> and he says, well, that's good to know. From now on, I'll do the driving. Everyone honestly, honestly needs a moment to decompress sometimes when things are getting just too, too much. If you got a scream, if you get, just go to a quiet place, find a space where you're by yourself and just go, <laughs> you know, something like that, something like that, and just let it out, because Jesse is about ready to have his family eventually walk out on this big night. But luckily enough, when um, you know, they can't find him anywhere. The family bands together and says, hey, with or without Jesse, this club's going to have to open and um, we're going to have to uh, be manning the ship here or it's going to sink. This isn't working. <sighs> what are you doing? I'm playing a slot machine. This coffee machine is not working. It's not a coffee machine. It's imported from Italy. Its name is Signore Cappuccino. Jesse's all like, oh, Joey, Joseph, see, the only man I can count on, <laughs> the man who brought me R.E.M. And Joey's like, well, just hold that thought. Uh, there's been a little mix-up, I'm afraid. Of course there is, Joey, because we have these 
triplet older ladies come in. Yeah, he's like, oh, hi, girls. Oh, listen, the bingo hall is down the street. And Joey's like, no, Jess, actually, I'd like you to meet Renee, Esther, and Martha. R-E-M. <laughs> oh, boy. Should have just kept the brass weasels. But, I mean, the ladies aren't bad. They're not bad at all. I mean, Jesse would be bonkers if he thought R.E.M. was going to go play at a small uh, club. I, 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 <laughs> yeah. Because they're all like, hello, hi, darling. <laughs> These ladies are so adorable. And Jesse's like, oh, hi, ladies. Excuse me while I speak to my partner. And he starts, like, smacking Joey's forehead, like, over there. And Joey apologizes. He's like, Jess, I'm, I'm really sorry. What are the chances of two groups having the same name? And Jesse's like, well, what are the chances of my whole night being ruined? It's like, Je <sighs> Jesse should have made sure for himself. Like, why is he having Joey being put in charge of the entertainment? And the thing is, I mean, do they advertise? I mean, they are still the radio show Rush Hour Renegades. They probably could have said, hey, this new Smash Club's opening. Come down. Come one, come all. It's going to be a great night. I mean, he doesn't even have any other staff there but, you know, Becky, Danny, and Kimmy and DJ. And when Jesse's like, well, what are... I'd say that, what are the chances of my whole night being ruined? And Joey tells him, oh, yeah, I'm pretty good. And then he's like, get over there and deal with those ladies over there. So Joey's going to show them to their dressing room. Oh, Danny's not making any headway with this uh, Signore Cappuccino machine. It's like, Danny, what are you doing? Why are you breaking my coffee machine? My Signore Cappuccino machine. Read the instructions. And Danny's like, he's got, he's holding the instructions in his hands. He says, they're in Italian. I can't read them. Jesse is, oh my, I'm surprised. Like the family just doesn't say, you know what? You're on your own. We're, we're going to try to help you, but your attitude is horrible. Because DJ say, uh, Uncle Jesse, and he just does, barely even turns his head and says, no. And she says, but I, I. I didn't say anything. And he's like, well, the answer is just no. Yeah, he is, oh my gosh. I would have been like, hey, you all want to go home? Because I, I, I don't want to put up with this. I get he's stressed, but I don't want to listen to his attitude. He's like, everyone just stay out of my hair. I'm like, okay, let's go home. We'll play a board game or something or watch TV because this is ridiculous. I get it, he's stressed and everything, and he wants the night to go great, but, you're, I mean, your family's there to support you, and now you're like, oh, don't do anything, don't, you're messing it up, uh, he's like, I'm trying to open this club, and everybody's getting in my, everyone is sitting right there at the bar, nobody is in your way at all, I get it, yes, the girls were playing with the musical equipment on the stage when they shouldn't have been. And, you know, with Kimmy's uniform and all that stuff. But it's just like, I would 
like, I would have, yeah, I would have like, hey, you want us to go home? We can go home. We, we don't have to be here. We don't have to help you. I mean, we'd like to help you, but everything we do apparently is not to your liking. He said, things are getting messed up. Just let me do everything myself. I'm like, okay. Everyone ready to go home? Cool. Let's go. Have fun, Uncle Jesse. I just kind of was like, fine, whatever. Joseph, Joseph, my, the man that brought me REM. You know, I'm starting to think you're the only guy I can count on around here. Well, hold that thought. Uh, there's been a little mix-up. Kind of mix-up. Oh, hi, girls. Oh, listen, the, uh, the bingo hall is down the street. Uh, Jess, actually, I'd like you to meet uh, Renee, Esther, and Martha. Get it? R-E-M. <laughs> What's up, darling? Hi, girls. So nice yeah. to meet you. Excuse me one second while I speak to my friend Joseph. Joseph? <laughs> Jess, I'm really sorry. I mean, what are the chances of two groups having the same name? What are the chances of my whole night being ruined? I'd say pretty good. <laughs> Ladies, can I show you to your dressing room? What are you doing, my Signor Cappuccino? I said, read the instructions. Very in Italian. Uncle Jesse? No. No what? I didn't ask you anything. The answer is just no. You know what? Everybody, you know, just stay out of my hair, okay? I'm trying to open this club. Everybody's getting in my way. Things are getting messed up. Please, just let me do everything myself, all right? Fine, fine. Okay, all right, fine. The microphone and the drums and the cut. Look at this. See, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Empty napkin holder. I ordered special napkins, and are they in here? No. Now he's complaining about the fact that there's no napkins in those tiny little napkin holders. Well, I don't know what time the club opens, but if you were opening a restaurant or a club or a business opening day, Aren't you going to be there, like, when the sun gets up that morning to make sure everything is ready to rock and roll? I would be. <laughs> I'm not waiting till like, two hours before the club opens and making sure everything's all set up. No, you are you're probably there the night before, making sure you got your staff, making sure everything you need is ready to go. It's a big, big deal. I, I mean, I... <laughs> That's just what's going to happen, is if you just show up two hours before your club's set to open, every, yeah, exactly, everything that can go wrong will go wrong, because you are not prepared. In the day of, he was still doing, like, accounting stuff, which you would probably have, what, a financial advisor, maybe, to go over your books and all that stuff. So he goes to the storage room looking for napkins. And Kimmy, of course, is in there because, you know, she's upset. She's crying. You know, Jesse's hard on everybody, but he particularly just went after Kimmy. Man. Take off that clown outfit. It makes Your outfit makes me want to lose my lunch, press my lunch. <sighs> I get it. Yes, they have made digs at Kimmy, sure, she's made digs back over the years, but still, just, maybe Kimmy hit a point where it does actually hurt her, these insults and everything. I mean, her family 
feels like they want nothing to do with her. That's why she's over at the Tanners. And then she's getting digs from them. It's like, this girl can't win. And I get it. I mean, the show portrays Kimmy as you're supposed to find her goofy. You're supposed to, I don't know, be insulting. I don't know. I mean, yeah, growing up watching the show, I just, I found Kimmy and I found Kimmy annoying. I found Steve Urkel annoying. I mean, any next door neighbor that was meant to be irritating, it definitely did its job on me. But now as an adult, I'm seeing that Kim, it just, it breaks my heart for Kimmy. It really, really does. Yeah, at one point, she, she hit a point here. It's like, enough's enough. You got, you, you're hurting me. This hurts my feelings. Granted, again, though, but if you're working for a business, you need to abide by their standard uniform policy. It's great you want to express yourself. That's awesome. But sometimes, you know, with a job, it comes, you know, they have standards and you got to you know, follow them. Storage room is pretty much set up. We got cans of lard that look like they're, you know, Crisco containers. We got storage bags. We got bottles for mustard and ketchup and whatever else the little squeeze bottles see and this is this is what i'm saying this should have been done the night before making sure everything's ready to rock and roll the next day you want it to go good get there the night before and make sure everything's up to snuff i mean that stock room looks pretty decently stocked you got your paper towel you got your toilet paper for the restrooms and all that good stuff you got some Containers of, maybe those are cookies, maybe they're big containers of coffee, I can't really tell. There's even some pots and pans hanging on the wall for the kitchen area. Oh, I see what those are on that shelf, those are chips. That's right, because Kimmy's like eating a container of them. Yeah, he pulls out the napkins and there's only a handful of them and they say the Smush Club. And now Jesse just, ah, uh, he's, he's going to let, he thinks he's in there by himself. So he lets out one loud scream. <laughs> so he screams, he's like, oh, maybe, maybe Becky's right. Maybe I just need, I need to let out one loud scream. And he does. Kimmy pops up from behind this shelving unit and Jesse is, <laughs> Not expecting her, and well, there go the smush club napkins all over the place. And he's like, "What are you doing?" And she's like, "Don't, don't kill me! I'll, I'll get back to work." <laughs> okay, this is the exact bit from when Jesse was fixing up the basement for his new studio, and the door handle comes off in Kimmy's hand, just like with Jesse. Like, oh, it's it's stripped. The door handle's stripped. <sighs> Jesse. Yeah, Jesse and Joey had gotten locked down in the studio, and they had that red light on, which meant no one could go down there because they were supposedly recording. Oh, and apparently uh, Kimmy was listening to music or something because she's got some headphones around her neck. And... She's got the door handle in her hand, or the door knob in this case. She's like, what we have here is shoddy craftsmanship. 
he takes the knob from Kimmy, goes over the door, tries to reinsert it in the door, and he realizes, oh, no, we're stuck. He is just, he's lost it at this point. He's like, no, 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 this can't be happening. Not tonight, not tonight. And Kimmy says, hey, at look on the bright side. At least you're not by yourself. You're not alone. And Jesse starts screaming, help! Like, oh my gosh. Napkins, 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 napkins. Flypaper. Flypaper. <laughs> 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 ah, here they are, napkins. Oh, there's more. The Smoosh Club. <laughs> specifically ordered the smet. Maybe Becky's right. Maybe I just need to let out a good... happening not tonight well look on the bright side at least you're not alone <laughs> the soundproof door or what <laughs> um i was just thinking yeah it's a small box of smush club napkins and there's only one box. Oh, you would have more than that. But anyway, I was thinking because his club is, you know, colorful and flashy and all that, wouldn't it be cool if you could order, like, na like colored, like, multicolored napkins? I think that would, that would, oh my gosh, that would go so good with that club. Like, neon yellow, neon green, turquoise. You know, flaming red, just uh, electric purple. I don't know something, just colorful. Yeah, because he's got basic white napkins, which they're okay. But I mean, if I were doing you know colorful and crazy colors in my club, I would think multicolored, rainbow colored napkins would be absolutely wild. I just think that would be so cool. So another go out to the club itself. Becky is filling salt shakers, spilling salt all over the counter. And Danny is still vibrating here with his coffee buzz because he is trying to decipher <laughs> the instructions and failing. Yeah, and oh, um, because she's, he's, you know, thumb in the counter with his hand because he's jittery. <laughs> and she's like, don't you know anything else besides wipeout? Because maybe that's what he's, you know, thrumming on the counter, on the end of the counter there. She's <laughs> and Danny's like, I'm, I'm sorry, Beck. I just, too much coffee. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So DJ comes in to the lobby that... And along with Steph, and they're like, we can't find Uncle Jesse anywhere. Have you seen him? And Stephanie says, yeah, we tracked him as far as the kitchen, but then we lost the scent of his styling gel. Oh, the, gee, your hair smells like melon styling gel. 
And Becky says, well, don't worry, okay? It's going to be fine. He'll he'll be here. It's his club's opening. He wouldn't miss it for the world. Yeah, she says, oh, remember, this is the man who went skydiving on our wedding day. So I like to get that little throwback from season four. And she's, you know, she's covering for him. She's like, you know, he just, that's just Jesse. You know, he just handles pressure in his own way. And she's like, his own boneheaded way. And Michelle, I guess, is looking to see how many people there are outside. And she's like, yeah, there's a whole lot of people lining up outside. And a lot of that, I think, has to do with Steve and his, the, Foreign, foreign exchange, I don't know whether they're from Sweden or Germany. I'm not sure. We'll find out. And Michelle thinks it's a fire drill. Like, no, sweetie, those are customers, Danny tells her. You should have opened 10 minutes. Well, fail, utter fail. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. If you're not opening up on time on opening night, you are, yeah, you're not. Just, just somebody could have went out there like and said, "Hey, look, I apologize. I know we were supposed to open up ten minutes ago. We're having a little few technical difficulties." I mean, they could have brought everyone in and just said, "Look, either we open or we don't. Let's just bring them in here and just sit them down, and just that way they're not just standing out there." The only drink that they have available is cappuccino and coffee. I mean, it looks like they got these tall glasses upside down on this shelf and, you know, behind the bar that look like they could be for, like, ice cream sundaes or something like that. Or, you know, pop or soda or whatever. Or water, for heaven's sake. Something? When I think of, you know, and I don't go to clubs, I just, I that's not my thing. But I would expect them, I mean, this isn't a coffee shop where you're just, this isn't a Starbucks where you're just serving coffee. You're, you would be serving other things, water, uh, pop, tea, anything. And being it's for all ages, I don't know if they're even serving alcohol, but then again, it's like, can you run a club without alcohol? I don't know. So Danny decides as a last resort, he is going to threaten the coffee maker, Senor Cappuccino. He says, all right, it's just you and me, man versus machine. You keep in mind, I once kicked the crumbs out of an eight-slice toaster. And apparently the coffee machine has feelings because, or feels threatened because it starts spewing out whipped cream and coffee. Danny was like, oh, look, I, I was kidding, all right? I would never hurt an appliance. So Becky comes over and like, all right, DJ, you and Kimmy finish setting all the, wait a minute, where's Kimmy? And DJ's like, I don't know, I haven't seen her in a while. You're not, you haven't been looking for, I mean, you're looking for Uncle Jesse. You're not like, hey, where's Kimmy? I mean, I doubt they're thinking, oh, the two of them could be locked in a room somewhere in the building. I mean, how many rooms does that building have? It's clearly got to have a kitchen. It's got a storage room. It's got bathrooms. It's got a dressing room. Where there's only so many places that they could be. And Stephanie says, oh, maybe she's touching up her makeup. Ain't rollers missing? Oh, Stephanie, come on now. Don't you know anything to 
sorry, Beck. Too much coffee. I'm sorry. Guys, we can't find Uncle Jesse anywhere. Yeah, we tracked him as far as the kitchen, then we lost the scent of his styling gel. All right, well, don't worry. He'll be here. I mean, remember, this is the man who went skydiving on our wedding day. He just handles pressure his own way. His own boneheaded way. Hey, hey, there's a whole lot of people lining up outside. It must be a fire drought. No, Michelle, those are our customers. We're, we should have started ten minutes ago. I gotta figure out a way to make cappuccino. All right. It's just you and me. Man versus machine. You keep in mind, I once kicked the crumbs out of an egg-sliced toaster. I was kidding, all right? I would never hurt an appliance. All right, PJ. You and Kimmy finished setting all the... Where's Kimmy? I don't know. I haven't seen her in a while. Maybe she's touching up her makeup. Any pain rollers missing? <laughs> oh, Joey, look. We're gonna have to open with or without Jesse. Is R.E.M. ready? Oh, yeah, they're preparing just like any other rock group. They're making a quilt. <laughs> Guys, guys, come on, what's the holdup? I brought a bunch of buddies from college. Well, I guess we better let them in. I just hope no one wants any coffee or entertainment. <laughs> hey, everybody, come on. Guys, come on in. Let's all get down front for R.E.M., okay? So Joey comes out, and Becky asks, how the ladies are doing. And Joey's like, well, they're preparing any normal rock group. They're making a quilt. Well, then they're making a quilt. Then let them make a quilt. Or get one started. My goodness, Joey. We can't all be tuning our instruments and going over lyric sheets and whatever bands do before they get ready to go on stage. <laughs> if it helps calm them down, then it helps calm them down. To each their own. <laughs> so Steve's got his buddies from college. And it's like, all right, he brings them all. There's like 30 plus people there. Like, all right, let's get down front for REM. And they're all like, REM, REM, REM. And Becky decides, like, look, we need to open this club with or without Jesse. I just hope that they don't want any, you know, coffee or entertainment. Why aren't you serving other drinks? It's 8 o'clock at night. Does anyone really want coffee at 8 o'clock at night? I don't know. Maybe they might. But come on. You can't just... Oh, we only serve coffee. You don't want coffee? Well, then I can't help you. We don't have water. No, we don't have bottled water either. So we go back to Jesse, who is trying to get the door open by going to the... So, side of the door where the um the attachment things are you know that you put the door in you got those long little rod things that hold the door in place he's using a mallet some type of like chrome studded mallet with some other a chisel or something and he's trying to do it that way I remember our door when we lived in our house there was a door that was that was for the bedroom upstairs but the thing is when you would open that door 
it would just be like blocking the doorway from the kitchen to the living room if this door was open. So finally, it's just like, let's just take the door off. We did have um, it on there for a short amount of time when Quinn was a kitten, just so that way, you know, she wouldn't be going downstairs while, you know, in the middle of the night. But then it, when she got a smidge older, we're like, leave the door off, let her come and go. It's fine. Not a big deal. Like, we just didn't want her, you know, hurting herself or anything in the middle of the night. Oh, let's see. Those are Sandy Kate all-natural tater chips. Not potato chips. Tater chips. And there's also a bunch of bathroom tissue. Yeah, I noticed when we did show a line of people outside with a bouncer. I'm guessing, is it mainly just Steve's friends that showed up? Did they not advertise the opening of this club? People just wandering by in the street like, Oh, I've never seen this here before. It must be new. I'll see if I can get in. Why not? I mean, are they opening on a Saturday night, a Friday night? They're not opening on a Thursday afternoon or evening. You're not going to open on a Tuesday. Oh, he was using a knife and it like slipped out of his hand. Like, well, don't know what to tell you. And he's making the most of it. Isn't this a crazy twist of fight? You know, you and I stuck here like this. So, Jesse kind of has his little smirk smile, and he's like, oh, Kimmy, Kimmy, Kimmy. Look, Kim, I know over the years you've had kind of a crush on me. And she's like, get real. I was talking about all these chips and no dip. So, yeah, Jesse's like, oh, oh, uh, I know that. Yeah, I know that. No, no dip. Like, yeah, right. And Jesse's like, the way everyone's screwing up around here, I'm probably out of business already. I'm like, excuse me, sir? They're saving your behind out there by getting people into the club. Sure. See, again, you're blaming everyone else for your issues. Uh, everyone could do no right in your eyes, apparently, on that night. See, he all he had to do was be there the day before, make sure everything is ready, and then it should be smooth. Or if any problems arise, he'd be able to handle it because all the big stuff had already been done. Or he'd be able to take care of the small little mistakes before opening. Simple, simple. No, it's not. I wouldn't personally know. And I don't want to say it's simple because a lot goes into an opening night or of a business or opening day. So, <laughs> he's, is that storage room like connected to the kitchen area? Because it's like, help! He's kind of like hitting. It looks like a, a little window that's covered up that would be like a connector from the storage room to like the kitchen area. And Kimmy has the little box of smush club napkin she's like what's a smush club and jesse says that's what i'm talking about even the printer screwed up so kimmy pulls the invoice out and says this your handwriting and jesse says yes uh yeah it says right here clear's day smush club so you can't he's blame everyone for mistakes that you're making and kimmy says well who gets the blame for that one mr perfect the pen Shoulda wrote in print. Shouldn't have wrote in cursive. I, I mean, we couldn't really tell, but pfft, that's what happens. 
only time I'm writing in cursive is to sign my name. That is it. I never believed that lie of, oh, once you get to be an adult, you're going to use cursive all the time. No, I'm not. And who, like, writes anymore unless they're signing their name? Exactly. Oh, yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, I, w I was using one of Joey's. <laughs> one of his Yogi B the Bear pens. So the thing with Ranger Smith and you turn it down, like, the, the pen and his pants fall down. That's creepy. I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> so, yeah, Kimmy is really digging into Jesse here with, like, he's like, okay, so I made one small mistake. She's, ooh, so even the boss makes mistakes? Really? Uh-huh. That's what I thought. Yeah, she's like, oh, I guess the napkin's on the other foot. She shoves a box of Smush Club napkins at him. Like, hey, Moose Man? I mean, but even still, I mean, he didn't have to say that to Kimmy, but, you know, she went with the standard. It's not Kimmy's fault. Jesse should have just said, look, let me get you a standard vest. You cannot wear this. I get it. You want to be creative and stuff, but, yeah. twist of fate you and I stuck here like this <laughs> oh Kimmy 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 look Kim I, I know over the years you've uh, probably had a little uh, crush on me <laughs> get real I met we're stuck here with all these chips and no dip <laughs> I know that that. See, that's what I'm saying. No dip. The way everybody's screwing up around here, I'm probably out of business already. Help! What's what's a smush club? That's what I'm talking about. Even the printer screwed up. I specifically wrote, clear as day on the order form, smash club. Is this your handwriting? Of course it's my handwriting. Yep, you're right. Clear as day. Smush club. <laughs> Who gets the blame for that one, Mr. Perfect? The pen? Well, as a matter of fact, yes, I was using one of Joey's, uh, Yogi the Bear pins. It was so cute. It was the, the thing with Ranger Smith, and you turn it upside down, and his pants fall down. <laughs> okay, so I made one small mistake. Ooh, so even the boss makes mistakes. I guess the napkin's on the other foot now. Eh, hey, Moose Man? <laughs> Joey tries his comedy out on these college kids, and they, he is not good, but he eventually pulls Steve up there, like, Steve, uh, what's with your friends? Why aren't they, <laughs> why aren't they laughing? Because he's like, oh, yeah, I went to the doctor the other day and, for a headache, and the doctor said, we'll take off your clothes, and the patient says, well, that stopped my headache. And the doctor says, no, I just don't like what you're wearing. That is not funny. It's just not even chuckle-worthy at all. Steve is like, <laughs> Yeah, because he pulls Steve up there. Like, Steve, come up here. Why aren't your friends, <laughs> why aren't they laughing? And Steve's like, well, maybe because they're exchange students from Greenland and none of them speak English. 
but they love R.E.M. He says, oh, well, that might have something to do with it. And he's like, but don't, don't worry, because they, they will go crazy when R.E.M. comes on. They immediately start chanting, R.E.M., R.E.M. We do see some people. Is it Stephanie sitting in a booth or is that somebody? somebody uh, oh, I think that might be Stephanie Michelle sitting over in a booth. Because what else are they going to do? And we have some random other people that were in line. So, DJ's getting... Oh, yeah, that is um, Stephanie and Michelle sitting in the booth over there. DJ comes out. I feel bad. I feel... Oh, my goodness, this girl. She's overworked. <laughs> There's... So, uh, your cafe latte is on the way. It's like a um, family of three. Oh, your espresso is on the way. Why are you just... Oh, my gosh. Get any other drink. Any... No say coffee's not on the menu right now the machine is not working we have water tap water he says oh whatever it is that you ordered it's it's on the way the doctor and i say hey doc i have a headache and he says well take off your clothes so i say will that stop my headache and he says no i just hate what you're wearing <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> How come your friends aren't uh, laughing? Uh, well, I guess it's because they're all exchange students from Greenland and none of them speak English. <laughs> oh, that might have something to do with it. I guess, yeah, but, but don't worry, okay, because they'll go crazy when R.E.M. comes on. Your cafe latte's on the way. Um, your espresso, it's on the way. Whatever it was you ordered, it's on the way. We get Ben Stein in the grossest, ugliest, most creepy looking long haired wig I've ever seen in my life. Yuck. It's right up there with um, David Cross playing Dwight in Scary Movie 2. <laughs> it's, it's that wig, that gross wig, that bad. Oh, it's horrible. Oh. Oh. Uh. Mm. Ben, right as DJ is almost passing his table, he takes a knife or a piece of silverware and hits it against his cup, getting her attention. Miss, remember me? The cappuccino in the sticky bun? And DJ is nice. You know, she apologizes. She's like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, sir, but it's not quite ready yet. And he says, neither is this club. Well, he's not wrong. <laughs> they really should not have opened, honestly. They could have done it another night until they were 100% ready. Or, again, gotten there the day before and made sure everything was ready to go. He says, neither is this club, and I intend to make it cle quite clear in my review. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. DJ is like, review? Are, are you a critic? And he says, yes. Elliot Warner, perhaps you're familiar with my column, Eating Out with Elliot? Yeah, and DJ says, I, I read your column this morning. You said some horrible things about that place on Market Street. And apparently that business is run by his mother, who's like, oh, oh yes. Mother lost her touch. Oh, Becky comes over. Like, oh, how is everything going here? And Elliot says, oh, I'd like to see the owner. And I'm sure D, uh, Steph, bleh, 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 Becky is like, 
Yeah, you're not the only one. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> he says, I'd like to see the owner. And she's like, <laughs> so would I. And he does not mince words. He says, this club is a disgrace. And she's, she's you know, Becky's apologetic. Like, look, sir, I'm sorry. We're just, we're having a few problems. It's opening nights. We're having a few problems. And he is like, he says to her, a few? And Becky, like, unleash, unleashes her fury on this man. And so DJ, like, literally yanks Becky and the whispers in her hair like this is please we're food critics don't think that this club's shut down if you don't apologize right now guys like a few and she's like listen bastard the owner is missing we're a waitress short all the instructions are in Italian not one person said they liked my dress like whoa Becky oh should we see her like this before? <laughs> wow. <laughs> and she's like, so if you're not happy here, you can just take your ponytail. And that's when DJ's like grabs Becky by the arms, yanks her and whispers in her ear, like, you know who this man is. He's going to basically break this club. He's going to shut us down if we don't apologize right now. Yeah. Because DJ's like, Aunt Becky? And then she pulls her close and says, that's Elliot Warner, the critic. And then Becky changes her tune so fast. Like, oh, Mr. Warner, I hope you enjoyed that little scene from Agnes, hostess from hell. It's part of a little theater group we have going here at the Smash Club. So please feel free to stick around for our second show. And I love how she and DJ grab hands and they do a, a quick little bow and leave. Miss, remember me, the cappuccino and the sticky bun. I'm sorry, sir, but it's not quite ready yet. Neither is this club, and I intend to make that quite clear in my review. Review? Are you a critic? Elliot Warner. Perhaps you're familiar with my column, Eating Out with Elliot. Yeah, I read it this morning. You said some pretty horrible things about that place on Market Street. Yes, well, Mother lost her touch. How is everything going here? I'd like to see the owner. <laughs> so would I. This club is a disgrace. Look, sir, it's opening night, and we're having a few problems. A few? Listen, Buster. The owner is missing. We're a waitress short. All the instructions are in Italian, and not one person has said they like my dress. So if you're not happy here, you can just take your ponytail, and I'll tell you... Well, <laughs> Mr. Warner, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that little scene from Agnes, Hostess from Hell. <laughs> it's part of a little theater group we have going here at the Smash Club. <laughs> so please, feel free to stick around for our second show. <laughs> so we go back to the bar. Danny is still flipping through the instructions. He's like, oh, look at these instructions. I, I should have studied engin engineering instead of becoming a, <laughs> a TV show host and a sportscaster. Because, Dad, we're dying out there. Where's the cappuccino? Offer something, anything else. Do you not have anything else? Nothing? 
he has had enough of this machine. He's like, somewhere inside this devil machine. And the, and the machine starts quaking and shaking on its own. He wants to do cross fingers like, stay back, stay back. <laughs> Stephanie and Michelle come over and say, guys, we're in trouble. I just heard somebody say this is the worst service they've ever had. And DJ asks, was it that guy over there? And Stephanie tells her, no, it was this little girl right next to me, Michelle. And <laughs> Michelle's like, I'm sorry, but 15 minutes for milk is ridiculous. So they have milk. They must have other things to drink. Anything else. Ridiculous. <laughs> it's about ready to throw in the towel and just say, we... Because Joey comes over and is like, that's it. I, I give up. And they're all probably thinking, you know, we sh should just do this club opening on another night when Jesse is actually here. And Becky looks at Joey surprisingly. What do you mean, Joey? You can't quit. And Joey says, you know, you're, you're right. I mean, quitting's what you do when you're getting paid. <laughs> and none of them are getting paid. Unless you count... Maybe, well, I'm sure DJ has not gotten any tips. No one's getting anything. They're not getting their food. They're not getting, do they even have food? Oh, the sticky bun. Yes, of course. Why are they running this club like it's a cafe? <laughs> Joey says, I'm just stopping. <laughs> Basically, I mean, since I'm not getting paid, I'm just, uh, yeah. And even Danny is the one that suggests, look, Becky, why don't we just close up right now and we can have a grand opening on a night that the owner's actually here. I would say, um, it, that doesn't sound like a horrible idea just because that would give them more time to get everything ready to go. That How long did they have before the club actually opened? Just out of curiosity. They had time to get it you know, looking nice and decorated and whatever. But... <sighs> but then again, if they do shut down for the night and say, we'll open another night, and you got a food critic there, or a critic there, that's not going to spell good news for you. Well, I'm wondering, as far as did Jesse at some point sell the Smash Club... And it became a laundromat or whatever. Because we know it later in Fuller House, it d and I thought it was like our 80s night or whatever that episode is, I'll get to, that it was a laundromat and they reopened it as the Smash Club or something. Well, Becky's the one that kind of rallies everybody here. Like, look, wait a minute, guys. Jesse has always been there for us, okay? So we have to be there for him. You're already open. You may as well just stick it through until whenever you close. Whenever that is. Yeah. She's like, look, we're a team, okay? It's like my volleyball coach used to say. Stop whining, Donaldson, and get your can out there. Yeah, I know. I hated volleyball, too. I really, I mean, and I didn't, I surely was never going to play on a team because I hate volleyball. Uh, but it was part of, you know, phys ed. You did certain types of sports and... Oh my gosh. I think I just, when you're hit, because it's hitting on the forearm here, when you're hitting the ball, and it hurts. That hurts. Well, I mean, it, it hurts me, or it did, when I would play in Vizette, and I just like, no, just no, no, no more. No more volleyball ever. Ugh. So the Cabotino machine is working. Stick a cup under that 
drizzle because it is coming out. Apparently, <laughs> Becky's volleyball coach pep talk convinced the cappuccino machine to work. I think that that cappuccino, cappuccino machine, espresso machine, whatever you want to call it, I think it is haunted. I think, like, the spirit of, like, a coffee connoisseur is in that machine. And, yeah, that's why it's so sensitive. I don't know. I'm going to go with that. All right. So Becky's like, okay, this is a sign. This is good. Uh, Steph, Michelle, you help DJ waitress. Everyone else, you, you know what to do. So basically everyone else, meaning yourself and Joey. Bump, set, spike. They all kind of look at her like, what are you talking about? And she's like, well, that's what my coach used to say. Good for them. Oh my gosh, Danny speaking in Italian. How about that? He's talking nicely to the <laughs> to the uh, espresso maker. And DJ asks, like, well, how did you get it to work? And we get another Godfather Don Corleone, whatever his name is from the Godfather Marlon Brando impression. <laughs> like we did when we met Steve a second time in the season six opener, Come Fly With Me. Maybe duh. <laughs> I'm not doing a Godfather impression. No way. Because he's turning like, Michael. Like, mm. He did the same thing in season six. Like, Joey, let's get with the program here, please. Look at these instructions. I should have studied engineering. Dad, we're dying out there. Where's the cappuccino? Somewhere inside this devil machine. <laughs> service they've ever had. Was it that guy over there? No, it was this girl over here. <laughs> I'm sorry, but 15 minutes for milk is ridiculous. Oh, that's it. I give up. What do you mean, Joey? You can't quit. Well, you're right. Um, quitting's what you do when you're getting paid. <laughs> I'm just stopping. <laughs> you know, Becky, maybe we should just close up right now and have the grand opening on a night that the owner's actually here. Well, now, wait a minute, you guys. Jesse has always been there for us, and we have to be there for him. Come on, we're a team. It's like my volleyball coach used to say, stop whining, Donaldson, and get your can out there. Hey, wait a minute. It's working. <laughs> okay, see, this is a sign. Uh, Steph, Michelle, you help DJ Waitress. Everyone else, you know what to do. Bump, set, spike. <laughs> Well, that's what my coach used to say. How would you get it to work? Maybe. Maybe he made it an offer. And I couldn't refuse. Michael. So, yeah, now we are getting back to the storage room with Jesse on the floor with that metal it's not a, it's like a hammer but it's uh, what would you even call that I don't, it's it's a square tape hammer with like divots in it and he's like hitting it against the floor as he's sitting on the floor help help and can we 
Timmy's like, I'm going to slip this rescue note under the door. Is uh, egotistical hair craze maniac a hyphenated word? And then Jesse's just like, Timmy, give me a break. And he tells her, I'm just trying to be a good boss. I mean, like, uh, well, what you've, what I've seen tonight, you are not a good boss. You're not even a likable boss. Yeah, and, and Kimmy lays into him. She's like, well, a good boss doesn't go around screaming and insulting people. And just, apparently he's developed a memory loss. I don't know. He's like, oh, who did I insult? I'm like, you're looking at her. Oh, yeah, and when he looks at her, she's like, well, who do you think? I'm standing right here. He's like, oh, you mean that crack about that clown outfit? Jesse, he's in not, not in any way. It's like, you do realize sometimes that words can, words can hurt a person. Especially, he's supposed to be an adult, and he's picking on a child. Even though she's 17, 16, 17 years old, but still. And he asks her, like, oh, that didn't offend you, did it? Like, what do you think? He's probably been in that storage room crying the whole time until you showed up. Yeah, and she says, why do you think about sitting here all alone in a dark storeroom? Honey, she's just like, oh. And he says, uh, slack off and steal food? And Kimmy says, no. Well, I mean, that occurred to me once I got here, but. And D, uh, DJ, Kimmy says, you really hurt my feelings. And, uh, Jesse still is like, really? And she says, yeah. You know, I, I work really hard on this. And Jesse says, I'm, I'm sorry, Kimmy. And yeah, and she said, I mean, because I really worked hard on this uniform. You know, I just wanted to look nice for tonight. And she does look nice! I like the colors! I like the hearts and squares and stars and whatnot. And Jesse's like, yeah, I know the big opening. And she's like, well, yeah, that. And I was hoping to meet a rich guy. Get married and get out of my biology test next week. Oh, Cammy. You know, her kind of telling him off like that. You know, he, he does realize, like, you know, you're right, Kimmy. I was, I was a jerk. Yeah, and he, he said, you know, the main reason I wanted to open this club was so that everyone would have a good time. And I'm just, you know, yelling at everybody. And he's like, I end up making everyone miserable, including myself. And I don't know what it is, but there's, you know, the way that Jesse's rubbing at his eye, he thinks like, oh, he's starting to tear up. She's like, oh, it's okay, big guy. Just, just go ahead and cry. Let it all out. He tells her, he's like, I'm not crying. A drip hit me. There's a event there that are um air conditioning vent okay interesting that he was able to just pull the cover off the that air conditioning vent in the ceiling and jesse says hey this may be our way out kimmy asks, well where are you gonna go and he's like well wherever this takes me we'll find out and yeah he doesn't get very far his legs are hanging out it's like oh i'm stuck Gibbler, I never thought I'd say this, but grab the tush and push. And Kimmy's got a smile rubbing her hands. I'm like, whatever you say, boss. <laughs> we know that Kimmy has always kind of had a crush on Jesse. Remember the secret admirer episode where Rusty wrote that love note? Didn't sign it. And everyone thought that it was for, like, the opposite person. Like, oh, 
Danny thinks, oh, Becky's in love with me? <laughs> or something like that. Or, or and, and, and Kimmy is like, oh, Jesse's in love with me? Or something like that. It's just, which is funny. Audience <laughs> loves that. Oh, my gosh. When Kimmy's like smiling, rubbing her hands, and like, oh, you got it, boss. <laughs> they love it. How'd you get it? Help. I just left this rescue note under the door. Help. Trapped in here with... Is egotistical hair-crazed maniac a hyphenated word? Give me a break. Just trying to be a good boss. Well, a good boss doesn't go around screaming and insulting people. Well, what did I insult? Oh, I mean that crack about the clown outfit? That didn't offend you, did it? Why do you think I was sitting here all alone in a dark storeroom? Slack off and steal food? No. Well, I mean, that occurred to me once I got here, but... It really hurt my feelings. Really? Sorry, Kimmy. I really worked hard on this uniform. I just wanted to look nice for tonight. I know. Big opening. Well, that. And I was hoping to meet a rich guy, get married, and get out of my biology test next week. <laughs> right, Kimmy? I was, I was a jerk. I mean, you know, I opened this club so everyone would have a good time, and I ended up making everyone miserable, including myself. Okay, big guy. Just go ahead and cry. Just let it all out. I'm not crying. I dripped it. I did not. Not you. <laughs> that was a drip from this, uh, this air conditioning vent. Look out. Hey. This may be our way out. Where are you going? Wherever this takes me. child's tea set that cup is so small so a fresh cappuccino with whipped cream and a sticky bun that is bigger than that little teacup of uh, cappuccino when he puts the cup down his nose front of his nose is like covered in whipped cream and he's impressed he says excellent subtle yet sophisticated they're kind of laughing and at first i think they're going to say something oh you got a little something and like you know what never mind and he, he asks, is there a problem? Because he sees him kind of giggling. And Michelle's going to be honest. Like, oh, Mr. Yeba. And <laughs> TJ's like, enjoy your nose. Uh, uh, coffee. Nope. Here you go. Our special cappuccino. Piping hot. With extra whipped cream. And a nice, fresh, sticky bun. With extra sticky. <laughs> Excellent. Subtle yet sophisticated. Is there a problem? Mister, you have to uh, enjoy your nose. Coffee. So, Joey comes out on stage and everyone starts cheering. He's like, oh, well, now that you're all in a good mood and an understanding mood, heck, a non-violent mood, he's like, I think it's time to bring out the band and here's, uh, 
Let's bring them out. And I swear their name is uh, R-E-M. I'll start, R-E-M, R-E-M. And the ladies come out and they're not impressed. Like, who are these ladies? We want R-E-M. Oh, they're singing. They come out and they're singing My Bonnie. My Bonnie Lies Over the Ocean. And they're wearing matching turquoise tops with matching striped turquoise skirts with, you know, little fringe on the bottom of the skirts. And it, it almost kind of sounds like kind of folkish music a little bit. And everyone is just like, boo, boo. And then the ladies kind of look at each other. It's like, okay, we need to... Uh, we need to hit them with something that they might be somewhat familiar with. So they start playing Whip It. Now, who, I know I, I've heard that song, and I'm just trying to think who exactly the artist is. So it looks like uh, Whip It is a song by American rock band Devo from their third album, Freedom of Choice. It is a new wave in synth pop song that features a synthesizer. Okay. August 13th, 1980. Oh, oh. Well, now that you're all in a good mood, a uh, understanding mood, heck, a non-violent mood, <laughs> I think it's time to bring out the band and uh, let's, uh, let's bring them right out. And I swear their name is uh, R.E.M. Here we go. Fabulous. Thank you. Thank you so much. Fabulous. Something white on your 
Michelle says, Aunt Becky, I don't think you need to worry anymore. She points to the disco ball coming down. That is an entrance. If I've ever seen one, that is an awesome way to make an entrance as the owner of a club. <laughs> uh, and I bet. She's like, honey, what are you doing up there? And Jesse's like, oh, getting nauseous. I'm like, you probably are. So he gets up, and he's so dizzy. He's like, blah, 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 blah. Laughing high five. He ends up going to try to hug Becky, but then he ends up falling into Ben Stein, who's standing there and gives him a hug. And then he, like, <laughs> he ends up falling on this lady who's sitting in a booth, and she, like, kisses his face. And he says, what? What? So now we're going to get back to the pub is closed for the night. Had a great opening. And Danny is still wired. He wants to play board games. And Michelle is exhausted. I think, and Jesse does, of course, apologize for the way he was kind of taking out his frustrations on the family. Like, you guys really helped me out. Oh, that means oh what a great night. Great is the operative word there. Great with a capital G. You know what, guys? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put on another pot of coffee, okay? A anybody want a cup before I wash the windows? <laughs> Danny, I think you've had enough coffee. Yeah, you know what, Becky, you're absolutely right. Uh, maybe I'll uh, make some tea, hot chocolate. Anybody want some of that? Cola, diet cola, I'll find something. <laughs> you guys, I don't know what to say. This was, this was the greatest night of my life. I mean, everything was perfect once the room stopped spinning. Yeah. Listen, uh, I'm sorry I was such a jerk. I promise, no more bossing people around, no more insulting people like I, like I did with you, Ken. Aw, big sentimental lug. <laughs> Come on, Jesse. Give her a hug. No, Uncle Jesse. We've lost him to the dark side. <laughs> is anyone as tired as I am? Yes. yes. Well, Michelle is. Oh, she is out. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Where's everybody going? Look, look. I got games. I got games. I got Trivial Pursuit. And some scattergoids. I got Twister. I got Twister. That's a great idea. You guys go upstairs and get in your pajamas and I'll get everything set up. That's perfect. Okay. <laughs> Who's gonna go first? Me. Okay. Here we go. Spin the wheel. Uh oh. Right foot red. I got it. Whoa. Left foot green. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Jesse does apologize. Like, guys, I mean, everything went great tonight. It was just the greatest night of my life, you know, and once the room stopped spinning. And he's like, I am sorry for being a jerk. You guys were really there for me. And I'm sorry for insulting people, especially you, Kimmy. And I love how she opens her arms, like, come on, you big lug. And he hugs her. And then Stephanie's like, no, Uncle Jesse, we've lost him to the dark side. And, and the fact that Danny's like, hey, anyone else want any more coffee? Uh, uh, hot chocolate, uh, tea, diet, cola, cola. <laughs> and Becky's like, Danny, you've had enough. He has had so much coffee. He's going to be up for a week straight. 
or he is eventually going to crash and sleep for days. <laughs> whichever, whichever comes first. Um, yeah, Kimmy, Stephanie, and DJ all are as they're walking through into the house are counting their tips. And DJ, you know, they all like collapse on the couch like, Ugh. anyone else as tired as I am? And Joey's like, well, I know one of us is. Cut to Michelle asleep on the steps. She is so tired she couldn't even make it up the stairs. Joey has to carry her. So Danny is like, anyone else want anything? I'm going to go wash some windows. <laughs> uh, he, he, he brings all these board games out. Like He pulls out Twister. Like, all right, all of you go upstairs, get in your pajamas, and I'll, you can you know meet me down here and we'll play. And they're all, like, shaking their heads as they're walking upstairs, like, no, Danny, we're all going to sleep. We're tired. We've had a very long day. <laughs> and that is pretty much how the episode ends. Danny playing Twister by himself. Um, I, I thought this was a good episode, definitely. Um, worst outfit of the episode, I do want to give that to Michelle's flower dress. That just reminds me so much of the Sisters in Crime episode from season five, when DJ was wearing that flower dress red rose top that ugh, didn't like it um best outfit i liked jesse's suit i also i liked runner up i'm gonna say kimmy's best it was adorable with the uh, colors and shapes tanner teachable moment is going to be just <laughs> if you're opening a club you are there like every day all day before it opens make sure everything is ready to go you have your staff you all know what to do. That way you can fix any snags that you need to before the club opens so you can have a good opening. Jesse didn't do it. <laughs> and then that's why he was so stressed. So, yeah. Just, and uh, as far as Kim, I mean, it's a cute vest and all, but it's like, if you're working, you're representing a business, you need to comply with the standard uniform. All right, so next episode will be for September, The Back to School Part 2 uh, double feature. Season 4, episode 14, Working Girl, which aired January 4th, 1991. In this episode, DJ's grades suffer when she takes a part-time job. And after that will be Season 4, episode 16, so it's two episodes after the first one. Stephanie gets framed January 25th, 1991. Both in the same month. Steve Urkel from Family Matters. He comes in from Chicago. He plays Julie's cousin. Julie is a friend of DJ's. Apparently, we only see her that one episode. And oh my gosh, Steve Urkel. Steve Urkel comes to town. He helps uh, Stephanie deal with her new glasses, but when she takes all of Joey's funny glasses and disrupts the class with them, she realizes she took it too far. Jesse is also having trouble deciding a best man for his wedding. Oh. Um, but we all know we've seen the wedding episode. He chooses them both, which there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, they're both your friends. So, yeah, look forward to that in September. And then also for Dave Coulier's birthday in September, I will be covering from Season 6, Episode... <laughs> I gotta find it here. My goodness, where is it? Is it not Season 6? 
uh, season six, episode nine, Nice Guys finished first, November 24th, 1992. Stonewall Brinkley, the old, an old rival of Joey's, humiliates him on his and Jesse's radio show and challenges him to an upcoming hockey game. Joey's hesitant at first, but ultimately decides to have his revenge on Stonewall. Yes. So look forward to that in September, everybody. I'll see you in September.